0: Hi, I'm Leo Fanelli, and you're listening to Generation Change.
1: For August 2022, we're talking with Lexi Phillips. Lexi is a college student pursuing a degree in psychological and brain sciences. She speaks to students at elementary and middle schools about her cyberbullying experience, as chronicled in her graphic novel, Click. Lexi hopes that sharing her trials and triumphs over bullies inspires hope in others, as well as the courage to do the same. She is currently president of the Armenian Student Association at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and plans to continue on to graduate school to become a Physician Associate. I talked with Lexi about her cyberbullying experience, her graphic novel, and her journey from childhood to college.
2: Hi, Lexi. Hi, nice to meet you. How are you? I'm okay. Good.
0: So, would you say that you were a socially conscious person when you were a little kid?
2: Absolutely. I think I've always been very empathetic and very aware of other people's emotions and very conscientious in that way of, making sure that I take everybody's feelings into account. So yeah, I would say I was socially conscious in that way.
0: Did you grow up in Los Angeles?
2: I did. Yeah. Born and raised here. So we have our drop the
0: pin segment on this podcast, where we talk about where it is that you grew up and how it shaped you. So how do you think living in Los Angeles has shaped you?
2: I think in Los Angeles, you meet a bunch of different people from different backgrounds, which I think is really cool. It's not just one big group of people who are all exactly the same. And I actually grew up in a smaller part of Los Angeles called Glendale. I'm a quarter Armenian, my grandpa was Armenian. So that's where a lot of Armenians kind of end up. So I grew up around a lot of them. I went to Armenian elementary school and middle school and met a lot of cool people that way. And I think that's really shaped who I am today in a big way.
0: What part of Los Angeles do you live in now?
2: I'm actually in school in Santa Barbara right now at UCSB, so that's where I spend most of my time.
0: I'm aware that your experience of cyberbullying started in middle school. If you feel comfortable doing so, please tell us how it started.
2: Sure. I touch on it in the book pretty heavily about how it started, and now looking back, it seems like such a trivial thing to have all of this start over, but it was basically just a comment taken out of context during a PE sport game. It was nothing super intense or anything that I thought twice about saying, but unfortunately the comment was taken out of context and I will admit I'm a little competitive by nature and I was very motivated to win the game and that was kind of where the issue stemmed from. I said, "You know, we're going to we're going to beat them. Let's do this." and it was taken out of context. So it started from there. All of my friends kind of turned against me. And that's really hard for someone in middle school. Those were all my best friends, all of a sudden, you know, parting ways from me. And that was pretty traumatizing. But the worst of it was actually when I remember I got my first cell phone. And I remember Instagram coming out and all of these new social media platforms. And that was something new to me. So as all of us started kind of getting into that social media realm, it transitioned from the traditional, you know, hard time at school with friends to following me online socially. And I think that's when it took a big turn, when it went from in-person at school to something I couldn't escape because I think it's Natural to want to see what people are saying about you online. And because it was so new, it was something that I was unable to stop myself from doing. I wasn't able to say, you know, I should put my phone away. These people don't really know what they're talking about. They're just trying to get to me. Obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and now I know these things, but once it turned cyber is when it got pretty intense.
0: And how did you observe the bullying affecting you?
2: Oh... I would never say I was very outgoing as a kid. I was pretty shy into myself, but that was amplified tenfold. I completely kept to myself. I didn't share much with anyone because I felt like it would get used against me online. I had to kind of be a shell of myself, not because anybody told me that that was the right thing to do, but I felt that that was the best way to protect myself. And... Yeah, I just I became much more introverted. I was definitely more sad. And, you know, I can't say that at the time I felt anything positive coming out of it. Now I do. But at the time, I really I turned inward rather than outward and kept more to myself for sure.
0: And how did you find the power in yourself to overcome the bullying?
2: That's a really good question. It's not something that happened right away. It was me learning how to deal with it step by step. I found a new group of very supportive friends at my school, which was a little difficult because it was a small school, but I was able to find them. They were uplifting. I was more open about my struggles with my family. I'm very lucky to have such a loving and supportive family. They were there for me every step of the way. And I think one of the biggest things that I did for myself that really pushed me to overcome it was deciding to change schools. I went to a different high school. And as soon as I got there, I felt like I was immediately free of all of that negative energy that was following me around. I made a bunch of new friends that I'm still friends with to this day. And I slowly, every day in a new environment, became more and more confident in myself.
0: What made you open to telling your story of cyberbullying in a book?
2: I honestly never really planned on telling this story, especially in such a public format. I think it was noticing here and there that people had had similar experiences to me. And as social media started growing even more from when I was, you know, when I first joined social media platforms, I noticed that it was taking on a greater form. It was affecting more people. And I actually had the opportunity to speak at a few schools, um, elementary and middle schools. And I've met children younger than me who actually you know come to me with their cyberbullying issues and it's a very rewarding experience to help other people who are going through the struggles that I went through because i felt like social media being so new i didn't have anyone to go to who had felt the same pressures and the same anxiety that i felt at the time so having it in a book and especially in a format you know, it's a graphic novel, so for younger children to be able to read that and see that they're not alone makes me feel like I'm making a little bit of a difference.
0: And your graphic novel was published by an independent publishing company, started by the producers behind CSI and its 10,000 spinoffs that are half of CBS's primetime shows.
2: <laughs> yep, that's correct.
0: Uh, were they really friendly and open to you?
2: absolutely yeah so Anthony Zeicher is the creator of CSI and he approached me with the idea for the book and like I said I was pretty apprehensive but Anthony was just so open and willing to hear my story and let me take it at my own pace you know we met over the course of a few months I wasn't necessarily ready or comfortable telling my story all at once because it was still pretty fresh at the time but Anthony was very understanding I had a hand in every step of the process. He made sure that I was comfortable and we came together to create something that we're both really proud
0: of. And have you continued to get positive feedback from an even wider range of people after you told your story in the book?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I've had especially younger kids, I would say elementary school age, maybe middle school age, One of the most rewarding experiences I had was I spoke at a school in Los Angeles and I had a young girl reach out to me and tell me her whole story and feel that I was the one person who understood her struggles. I still have contact with her every now and then to this day. She is wonderful. And that's the most rewarding experience is to know that I'm really making a difference in young kids' lives. And that's something that's really important to me and why I continue to kind of put the book out there and help how I can. Cyberbullying specifically has become something that's so easy to do. And I think that's a really important conversation to have. I don't think that in my school specifically where I was at the time that there was not, I didn't hear one conversation about cyberbullying, not one. So I'm glad to see now that it's being educated, about and that kids are just learning a bit more about the dangers. And I think families and parents as well are being educated about how to see warning signs and things like that. So there are just so many ways that bullying plays out.
0: I actually don't have any personal social media accounts. My podcast does, but I don't. For the reasons you have been saying all this time. Mm-hmm. But I have still managed to reach out to so many people through other means of communication. You know,
2: that might even be a healthier way to do it in some cases. I think social media is kind of, you know, not in all cases, I don't want to overgeneralize, but in some cases, it's a facade of people's lives. You don't see the nitty gritty, the everyday challenges and struggles. And I think it's really important for people to realize that although social media can be a way to connect with people around the world, I think that's amazing and a great opportunity and the proper way to use social media. However, it can be used in a way that's not so healthy. It
0: allows you the chance to connect with others like you, but it also filters you out from anyone who's not like you. Mm -hmm. Concept of echo chambers. We'll be right back. What has college been like?
2: I luckily have had an incredible college experience. I have been in Santa Barbara for four years now. I've made great friends. You know, I think COVID has been hard on everyone. It did make it a little bit challenging to make new friends. And I did go through a little bit of a tough period with that because I felt a little bit isolated.
0: When are you graduating from college?
2: Oh, I I should have graduated Just last week, actually, if I were on, you know, the typical four-year track. But I'm a transfer student. I need two more classes, so I will be done in December.
0: That's when I'll be done, too.
2: Really? Yeah. Good for us. We're almost done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you gotten involved with any other causes?
2: As far as causes go, I guess not specifically. I've been, you know, it was a bit of an adjustment period adjusting to Santa Barbara. I've been trying to find my place there. I've joined the Armenian Student Association, which like I said, is really important to me. And creating that community on campus is really important. And I think that college can be something that's really scary for a lot of people. You're moving away from home, you have to meet a whole new group of people. And for me to be part of something that brings people together on campus and gives them a sense of comfort is something that's really important to me.
0: What's your advice for those who may be dealing with some of the same things you went through?
2: I think my biggest piece of advice is to realize that, you know, as hard as it sounds to accept, you really are not alone. And there are people that whose job it is to help you. You know, if you're at school and you feel that people are turning against you, I'm sure the school has a counselor. If you're at home and you're feeling challenged by things that are happening at school, your family is there to help you. I took on a lot of these things by myself. I didn't speak to anybody because I thought nobody understood it. But especially now with cyberbullying becoming something that's such a commonplace topic, I think it's really important to kind of echo the sentiment that people are there to help you. There is always someone to talk to and you don't. Need to take things on alone. I always make myself available to anybody who hopes to reach out to me and you have allies. That's my biggest piece of advice.
0: And what are your plans for the future? What are you going to do once you finish school?
2: Once I finish school, I plan to continue on to graduate school to become a physician's assistant. So I'll be in school for another couple of years, two to three years, we'll see. But the hope is to become a physician's assistant.
0: Well, Lexi, I absolutely love this conversation.
2: I really appreciate the opportunity.
1: Like so many of the other people we've had on the pod, Lexi is paying it forward. Her own experiences called her to action to help other young people who have had similar experiences. Bullying and cyberbullying take on many forms and affect many people in many ways, and it's sad how a simple misunderstanding during a volleyball game spiraled into something that caused Lexi so much psychological pain. Like she said, social media and the internet have helped people become more connected, but maybe they have also driven us further apart. You can follow Lexi on Instagram at Lexi
0: If you'd like to recommend someone you know who is trying to make a difference to be on the show, or if you are someone trying to make a difference and would like to be on the show, email us at leofanelli.com. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GenChangeWithLF. That's at GenChangeWithLF. Follow and review wherever you get your podcasts, and just share this with your friends and others. Generation Change with Leo Finelli is hosted by Leo Finelli, executive produced by Julie Finelli, and edited by Nick and Leo Finelli. Our original music was composed and performed by Leo Finelli. Thank you so much for listening.